Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. This week's episode of Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the best way to communicate with the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash bass or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the Anglers tab at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 Fishing and we have a great deal for you right now. The Gerald Swindle Design Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 Reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com Now I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Get 20% off with the code BASSRADIO20. On today's show we'll visit with Brandon Lester who is looking for a bounce back year after missing this year's classic after finishing second in the AOI standings in 2022. He'll also help us with some winter fishing tips and with the Elite Series scheduled to begin in Texas at Toledo Bend and Lake Fork, who better to talk to than Texas Hammer Lee Livesey? He's on with us today as well. But Bass has partnered with Bass Pro Shops on a seven-part series documenting the untold stories and bold cast of characters who built the sports fishing industry. The show is called The Cast, and it's presented by Bass Pro Shops, and it debuted this weekend on FS1, and it's introducing viewers to the visionaries, the storytellers, the superstars who made Bass the biggest stage in fishing. Now, Bass CEO Chase Anderson said, while many people know about Ray Scott's passion and vision for bass fishing, they don't always know about all the colorful and innovative people who are building both the organization and the industry alongside of Ray. The cast not only delves into Ray's contributions to fishing and legacy of conservation, but it is a look at the people behind the evolution of tournament bass fishing from where it started in the late 60s to the spectacle of the Bassmaster Classic, which drew over 160,000 fans in Knoxville this past year. Chase Anderson joins us now to talk about the series. Mr. Anderson, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, Tom. Thank you. Doing just, great. Yeah. Doing well. And, um, what a great intro you gave there. That was outstanding, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for the opportunity and, and to talk to your listeners about this uh, exciting uh, series we have in the cast. Well, this year for me, it makes me sound a lot older than I am, but I'm, it is what it is. This year will mark 43 years as a lifetime member of BASS for me personally. So this is the wow. kind of stuff. Thank you. you know, this is very, very exciting for me. And, uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of guys like me because the history of bass is so, so important. And I think one of the great things that, that you guys have done through the ownership changes and so on that have taken place is that not only respect for the shield, but respect for the history of bass. And I, and I think that, a, you know, a program like this shows great respect for where you've been. And it also sets a stage for where bass is now and where it's going. I couldn't agree more, Tom. And, um, you know, the history and the legacy of our, our brand as, as the leader in the sport fishing industry and, and, and bass fishing is undisputed. And for me, me personally, um, I'm 43 years old, and I joined uh, BESS as a member uh, when I was about 10 years old in um, Bassmaster Magazine. And following the tournaments is what, what got me into bass fishing personally. Mm-hmm. And and, and watching and learning about these the cast of characters that we're highlighting in the cast, uh, I learned from them, and it meant something to me. And, and Ray Scott and his dream, uh, even back then in my childhood when I first joined, I was I was attracted to that, just like so many of your listeners here are and so many of the fans of our sport are. But uh, the history of our brand and our shield is very important to me personally, and it is to our entire organization. 
We look toward the future, but we do not discount our legacy and the incredible um, history we have around around our, our brand and organization. And the cast of characters really is a cast of characters. I mean, I'm looking across at a uh, at a bookshelf here in the uh, Bassmaster Radio Studios, and 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 I see my copy of Bass Boss, you know, which of course is the iconic book oh, written yeah. by Ray Scott, and then Bob Cobb's book, The History of Bass, uh, Jerry McInnes's book is over there uh, as well, along with the you know all of the you know all of those iconic things, and I, I don't know that this could happen the way it happens without a guy like Ray Scott. I think we, back then we just say, hey, that's Ray Scott. You know, we just assume, but now, you know, with the layers of years that have gone by, you look back and you just think what a unique character he was and the characters that he pulled together to make this happen. It's fascinating. It is. It's fascinating. And it's, it's, it's a, it's an American story of a incredible individual who had a dream and you'll hear it in the show said very clearly that Ray had a dream and in the dream, he was able to, um, in dreaming, I should say, he, he was able to pull others along with the dream. And one of the early ones was Bob Cobb who became his right hand man and longtime editor of a Bassmaster, of course, but then the rest of the cast of characters, there's, there's a quote in the, in the show that says Ray had a dream and many of us decided to, to follow along with his dream, but he, um, Ray was willing to try anything and he, some things didn't work, but a lot did. And, and he just kept going back and working hard and, um, and, and built this incredible organization in this sport that we love. Yeah. Bass CEO Chase Anderson is our guest here talking about the show, the cast, uh, which is presented by Bass Pro Shops. And that's a big part of the story too, because you can't really tell the story of Bass without Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops. It seems like they kind of grew up together, you know, if you will. And, um, I even had a shop back in the eighties before all of the Bass Pro Shops. Um, I was a Bass Pro Shop dealer when it was just the one, you know, main Bass Pro Shop. And, and, you know, you would, you'd get a discount. They'd send you a bunch of decals you'd put on the windows of your store and you were a Bass Pro Shop just like that. And, and, and then of course it's grown into what it's grown into, but you know, it's great to have Bass Pro Shops involved in this thing, uh, as well. Absolutely. Well, they're such a leader in our industry. And they're such a, um, it's incredible what they give back to the industry through uh, conservation and, and many other initiatives. But but Johnny Morris and Ray were very close. And Johnny and I have had the opportunity to talk about that. Ray was an inspiration to Johnny. Johnny fished um, early bass yeah. events and tournaments and, and competed at a high level. Um, and as we know, Johnny started Bass Pro Shops at at the Brown Derby liquor store, his father's store yeah. right there in Springfield, uh, right by the granddaddy store. If you're in Springfield, you can see that. And, but, but Johnny's, um, relationship with Ray was very strong and very unique. And, and from what Johnny's told me, um, personally that, that Ray's dream and vision and, and bass are one of the things that, that drove us pro shops to, as a business grew them and to take care of their customers and, and, what a fabulous job they've always done putting the customer first and being a leader in our industry as we know they are. But to have them as a partner for this, we, we couldn't have had a better partner. Um, and I've, I've been had been had the opportunity to speak to Johnny a couple of times about this, and Bass Pro Shops is excited about it, and we're we're excited to tell the story of, of Johnny and his involvement in early bass events and his relationship with Ray Scott. And also the the leadership role that that Johnny and the Bass Pro Shops have had in the entire fishing industry, entire outdoors industry. Mm -hmm. We're uh, very thankful to Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, episode one launching this weekend. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's either you know uh, you've either seen it already or you got it on your DVR. FS1 is where you where you will find it. Eight o'clock Eastern time on a Saturday morning. And by the way, if you go to Bassmaster.com, excellent article written by Tommy Sanders there, kind of talking about the show and 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 the debut of the show that's coming up and great partners, you know, with FS one extending that deal and, and being able to have this on, on a weekly basis in a set time. A lot of us will have the DVR going because you know, that's kind of efficient time for us, but um, you know, it, it's, it's neat that these episodes are going to roll out week after week after week, basically, you know, in the same time, uh, you know, each once a week. Absolutely. And 
the RFS1 partnership has been outstanding for our sport and for our viewers and introducing new people to the sport. And as you said, January 6th, 8 a.m., uh, the show will, will air um, with uh, featuring uh, a Ray Scott segment. We'll run consistently on Saturday mornings through February the 10th. In the seventh episode there will be uh, on a Rick Clun, which should be exciting to see. Um, that leads in pretty nicely, Tom, to the first Elite event, which is um, at Toledo Bend uh, yeah. later in February. And But the consistency of programming on Saturday morning on FS1 is outstanding for our fans and the new audience as well. We're conditioning them to turn to FS1 for uh, the best in live bass fishing coverage on a major network. And uh, excited to uh, to see the cast on FS1 and then the Elite Series kicking up just a few weeks after that seventh episode. Yeah, going to be great stuff. Uh, Chase Anderson has been our guest. Chase, I appreciate you so much, what you've done with Bass, uh, continuing the legacy and and still respecting the history is outstanding. The show is called The Cast, and I uh, can't wait to uh, see the entirety of it. And, uh, and we look forward to chatting again. It won't be long before we get another elite season started here. That's right. Tom, thanks so much for having me on. And, um, and thank you for your listeners and just the, the entire bass fishing community and bass fishing fans and fans of Bassmaster. We thank you and we look forward to, uh, to seeing you, uh, this season on the elite series and, uh, the rest of our tournament trails. So thank you, Tom. All Enjoyed right. it. Thank you. That's Chase Anderson. All right. We'll get a break in here. When we come back, well, we said it's going to start in Texas. Got to talk to Lee Livesey if it's going to start in Texas. We'll do that next on Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Five fish for 22 pounds even, becoming a two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Hi, I'm Gerald Swindle, Bassmaster member. I don't care if I'm in California, Oregon, or France. If I see a bass sticker in a window of a truck or a car, I got something in common with that person. Why don't you come join me and you be a member? Get these free gifts when you join today, a $50 value. Go to Bassmaster.com slash join and become a member of America's leading bass fishing organization. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. The 2024 St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series is set to be the biggest ever. From increased payouts for the pros to Bassmaster Live coverage of Championship Saturday for all nine events, the 2024 season promises to be great. The top nine EQ anglers will once again punch their ticket to the Elite Series, and event winners earn a berth in the 2025 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic, providing they fish to three events in a given division. And for co-anglers, this is the best value in all of fishing. $475 to fish two days with a pro, and you are competing only against other co-anglers for a tremendous prize purse as well. Registration is now open, but you have to act fast to get your spot locked in. This year's schedule will take anglers from Florida to Minnesota and many great destinations in between. Plus, the off-limits restriction has been reduced to two weeks, so you don't have to lose much time on your home waters. For more information on the St. Croix Bassmaster Open schedule and registration, plus payouts and other key information, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Tournament tab and then select Opens. See you on the water. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, 
Tom Abraham. Now, welcome back, Phoenix Sports Bass, Mr. Radio. And uh, now a chance to talk. Look, this whole thing's going to kick off in Texas. And when you're talking Texas, you got to talk Lee Livesey. And Lee Livesey is uh, he's unique in the elite world in as much as that this is a dude that has won three elite tournaments and has four elite trophies. I mean, it's such a great story to tell all the time. He's also got a win in the St. Croix Bassmaster Opens as well. So dude has been winning tournaments now for the last few years. And uh, and he joins us now on the BMC hook. Am I lying though? Am I lying? You have four blue trophies for three wins. Is that correct? (laughs) That is correct, man. You gotta gotta be good to get an extra for three. (laughs) Did you did you ever have like a, a special? Tell the story why you got it because they messed up the, the printing on it, I guess. But did you ever have like a special plaque made for it to, to put on there that you could have some fun with that thing? Uh, no. So in Chickamauga, they had the trophy company or whoever somebody had messed up with the wrong sponsor on the trophy for oh. that event. So they they put just like a bass sticker over the top of it for the event, and then when we got through with the event, they're like. All right, we're gonna you know take this trophy and you can uh, we'll mail you your your new one with uh, the right logo on it. And I was like, the hell you are, you know that thing's going back to Texas with me uh, tomorrow. So I brought it back and they mailed me another one. They never asked for the other one, so that is, got an extra one. That is fantastic. I have a trophy from a tournament that. Uh, that fishes on Gunnersville for years and years. And it was, um, you know, it was a pretty big event. And what they would do is that the, the winner's trophy would be traveled around. You know, it went, it went to whoever they put on it. They had all these little, uh, decals on or not the decals, the plaques, you know, honor the name of the winner on there. So it, it would have the name of the winner and then you got to keep it for a year. You turn it back in and then, you know, whatever. So I've won it a few times. And so I kept it. They, they, at the COVID year, they didn't have the tournament and they haven't had it since they ended up this, banning the tournament it was a 150 160 boat tournament every year so i'm the last one to have won it and that sucker's still sitting on my shelf too it ain't getting it back it's like you guys stopped having the tournament <laughs> i'm the last one to win it and i'm keeping it my name's all over that thing so <laughs> that's right that's how it should be that's right that's good stuff uh for sure you got to be a little bit excited i mean things are starting out in your neck of the woods and uh and you're going back to lake fork which is like an atm machine for you uh that'll be the second event of the year um it, it's almost like going to the tennessee river with gussie you know in knoxville it's almost cheating you know for, for you the way you fish that thing but let's just talk about that a little bit because a little different time of year uh it'll be february and uh you know give me some give me a little bit of scouting report on both rayburn and rayburn and uh uh fork you know in february so uh toledo i mean toledo really bend. good right now all right toledo bend, not rayburn yeah right, right. Yeah, they're the same lake. Nobody even knows the difference. <laughs> uh, Toledo is fishing good right now. I don't have a lot of history there, but I know it well. Um, you know, it's the, pretty much the third week of February, and then we go to Fork the week after, last week of February, first week of March. So they're both going to be really good. Uh, they could both get one with forward face of sonar and timber or offshore, or they could both get one in a foot of water. Uh you never know in the state of Texas if it's going to be 80 degrees those two weeks or it could be 13 degrees. You just never know. Um, you're going to be able to catch them shallow or deep at both events. Uh, I, you know, I think both of them you're going to have century belts in. Lake Fork, you're going to have multiple century belts in, if not 10 of them. <laughs> uh, Toledo can show out though. Like Toledo is really good, but you'll you'll usually have uh, a couple great big giant bags and then just great medium weights. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. Fork's going to be really high, like always in the top ten, and then and then it'll drop down to those good high medium weights compared to the rest of the country. So it's just going to be a going to be a shootout. You know, it, it kind of evens the field that time of year. Uh, they're starting to hit the banks. Both events are going to be just starting to wanting to spawn if it's warm. Um, and like I said, at the same time, if it's cold, you could see both events, uh, one offshore with forward facing sonar or, or just offshore cranking or throwing a big football head jig or something like that. You know, I'm going to fish my strength off this shallow and, and not use the, the technology much, but uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. I, I have a obviously forked fork, uh, I know where I want to be and what to do, just depending on the variables. And and Toledo Bend is just a gigantic 
lake is 100 miles long. Uh, you got a wind variable there. If you don't have fork, like there's some places you can't get to or you cannot fish if it's blowing mm-hmm. hard at Salida Bend. So that uh, that could really hurt some people with travel or just fishing in, in general. Uh, so Toledo Bend is more of a, you know, where am I going to practice for two and a half days? Because you can you can practice the whole lake at Fork in two and a half days at Toledo. You can practice two areas pretty much. Right. Uh, so you gotta you gotta make the right decisions there. But uh, they're both gonna be just absolute slugfests. Uh, a lot of fish gonna get caught up both of them. And you're gonna see some gigantic weeds. Do, do you think that the local guys, you Texas guys, with the possibility of there being inconsistent weather? Do you think that that's an advantage for you guys because you can practice one way for three days and then all of a sudden it changes and you can then fish a little bit of history? So I think guys at Toledo Bend that have a good history of what wind is going to make it unfishable, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a guy could have a really good advantage there. Fork, not so much. The wind doesn't really mess with you. Fork, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but uh, I, I definitely see Toledo Bend having somewhat of an advantage. Just uh, if you know what gets muddy, if it rains, if you know, I can't even fish that spot if it's blowing thirty out of the north because my trolling motor never sits in the water, or or vice versa. So right, Toledo Bend is just a different animal. It's it's gigantic. Lee Livesey with us uh, here. Uh, from there, you'll go to Tulsa. Uh, you'll fish Grand Lake. You'll fish the Classic. Um, you kind of got a little dicey there, uh, at the end. I mean, you, you, you hung on and, and, and got in on your, on your points, but uh, you were getting a little bit close there with those last, uh, finishes at, uh, you know, Clayton going out of Clayton finishing 65th there. You, 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 you played with fire a little bit, but it was a different year for you. You were made a cut in just about every tournament. Uh, you, you were making checks in every tournament. Um, but you didn't have that big one like you always have, or that big two that you always had. You didn't have any real bombs other than maybe Lay Lake. But other than, you know, it was just it was just kind of a average-type middle of the pack all year long, and when it was done, you were in the Classic. Yeah, and you can't be mad at that. You know, that's yeah. what we we fish for is to make the Classic and be consistent and, and make our money at each event. And I actually had a really good year, especially the first half of the season yeah. and the end, too, uh, besides – thousand islands but uh it was weird you know going into probably the whatever fourth fifth sixth tournament of the year and i, I was sitting in the top 10 in points top five yeah. in points actually i think and and really thought i had a shot at the classic and then had two bad tournaments back to back sandy cooper and lay lake i just i i kind of got catfished and made obviously the wrong decisions on which way to go and it was just one of those deals where i was really stubborn you know i'm stubborn when I feel like I can, you know, do really well somewhere. And I, I did that at both of them and it burnt me out. I, I fell to the bottom and never could, uh, never could rebound. So it just, like you said, kind of a weird year. You know, I'd won a big tournament in Texas last year at Brandon Belt, uh, in February. So that was kind of the same time frame when I was contending for AOI at, at that point in time. So it was a good year, just a weird, yeah, it was weird just, ending. Uh, even, even the last three smallmouth tournaments, you know, I could have checked it. St. Clair, you know, made the cut there, made the cut at Champlain, but they were just like, you know, just mad cut maids. There weren't top 10s or top 20s. There were 25s to, to 45, whatever it was. And then Clayton, I stumbled on that first day, just a really bad decision on where I ran the first day. But uh, good year. Like anytime yeah. I can make the classic, make cut a bunch of checks, I'm happy, even though you and, and everybody out there wants, knows that I, I want one thing, and that's to win another trophy. And then I'll keep shooting from the hip like I do always. You're going to have those years where just you never get on the winning fish. And I never felt like I was on the winning fish at not one event last year. Mm. In the previous five years or four years of the elites and three years of the opens, man, I felt like I had a shot to win multiple events each year. If not a couple of those years, man, I felt like I was contending every one. You know, and it never works out. You know what I mean? But yeah. You feel like you're on the right rotation, the right group of fish, size of fish, whatever it is. And last year was just a weird one where I did really good, but I know, like, not one of those events last year was I like, man, I could have won that.
Yeah, yeah, but it was you know you're right though. I mean, you forty five thousand dollars made in your first four tournaments, just kind of uh, clipping along, you know, knocking down those uh, those day three cuts, uh, you know, a couple more times later at at St. Clair and and at the Sabine and 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 even at Lake Champlain, and you know, those aren't the kind of finishes you want, but they pay the bills, that's for sure. And uh, you know, that's what you got to do while you're looking for that big win. Well, I tell you what, I know everybody is going to be uh, looking at you when this tournament uh, series starts in texas and of course we'll see you at grand lake as well um lee livesey has been our guest lee have a great season this year we're looking forward to it and uh and i know you'll uh, i know you'll do well all right thank y'all for having me on like always i really appreciate it all right man thank you that's lee livesey and um you know this is a guy that you know just went through a period now of a couple of years three years where he's been he's winning i mean it's not just uh just getting good finishes but winning i mean winning three elites and a and a a st croix uh bassmaster open is is not any small thing that's for sure all right we'll get a break in here when we come back brandon lester is up next on phoenix boats bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action. The DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage. Mortgage.com. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's Missile Baits. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. This segment of the show is brought to you by the fine folks at Lake Harwell and visit Anderson. If it didn't exist, you'd have to invent it. And it's such a great place. And Hartwell, again, will be hosting tremendous tournaments this year, including a uh, St. Croix Bassmaster Open in October. The lake has been absolutely outstanding, but Anderson itself, too, is great. I mean, it's just such a wonderful place, and the people there are so friendly. Um, you know, take the opportunity to stay and spend some time in Anderson. I always take uh, my wife with me when I go there as well. It's uh, Anderson, North or South Carolina, and, uh, and Lake Harwell. They're just uh, tremendous. All right, a guy that has had some success over there and has had some success uh, throughout the years in his career. Not a long career. He's still a young guy, a, a long career for a young guy, if you will. Is uh, It's Brandon Lester, and he joins us now on the VFC Hook. Brandon, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, Tom. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on again. Well, I appreciate you joining me, and, and, and you know, I figured this would be a good week to do it because I believe that you are, now that now that uh, uh, Gary Klaus is on the EQs and he opens, you now are the closest uh, elite that lives to where the Bassmaster Radio studios are, and I know it is cold as cold can be this week, so I figured this would be a good week that even Brandon Lester would not uh, don the snowsuit to get out there and, and try and fish in 35-degree weather. 
Yeah, I, I definitely don't have a ton going on. I'm, I'm out here in my shop messing around with some tackle, trying to get things together. I'm actually, I just sold my 2023 Phoenix uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm waiting on my new one. My new one should be done any day, so I'm getting ready to, to get that bad boy on the water and get everything situated in it like I want it. Uh, it, it won't be long. We'll be making that first cast on the Elite Series, Tom. Yeah, I mean, is that a little bit? I mean, if you know, I talk to the guys. I always ask them where they're at and their uh, you know new boat and, and and setting up and everything else. A lot of guys have that kind of done by now. Is this is this cutting it close for you? I mean, you've got you got six weeks or so. I guess six or seven weeks. But dang, I mean, I thought you'd be all rigged out by now. No, no. I mean, it really. This is about how it shakes out every year for me. I'm. I won't start worrying until I've only got about two weeks left. So that's how it came down to last year, just because some of my stuff was just kind of hard to get a hold of. You know? Yeah. Um, no, it's all good. It, once I get the boat, it all comes together pretty quick. I'll make a trip, quick trip to Kentucky. I've got some guys over there at a little place called High Tech Outdoors that mm-hmm. uh, rigs my grass for me, puts my Lorances on. And once that's done, I'll call my rap guy, tell him to come slap a wrap on it he's out of nashville so he'll get that done and i'll be ready to go yeah you will be ready to go for sure and those guys that rig those things out sometimes uh people don't understand it i mean you, you can get the stock wiring and things like that that come with uh that come with the boat but um you know if you want the highest performance from your electronics it really is about you know what kind of wiring what kind of gauge wiring they use and so on and and uh, it's amazing the difference that you'll see from just the stock stuff versus when you've really got it rigged out right uh, with the right kind of wiring and so on yeah it really is it it makes a huge difference and it just takes a big load off my mind knowing that everything is done by professionals Right. And I don't have issues ever with my electronics. So uh, I trust those guys with, with everything I have for sure. Yeah, Brandon Lester with us here. So with that old boat that you sold, the 2023 boat, did you take the, the the bad juju with that? Did you sell that with that? Because, I mean, you know, this was this was the year I thought I predicted last year, this time of year, that you were going to win the AOI, that this was the breakthrough year. And uh, for you, it was an unusually bad year. You finished a, a little bit higher in the middle of the pack, but missed the Classic by four or five spots. So you'll be hanging around on the floor uh, like I'll be, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in Tulsa. But um, I hope you sold whatever bad luck was with that boat, that that went away and you got to some little bit better luck in this 2024. I certainly hope so. I really do. You know, nobody had higher expectations than me last year. Coming off of a, a second-place finish in AOI, you know, I, I really had high expectations for last year. And <clears throat> Excuse me. We were going okay up until those last couple of the season. And yeah. the last couple of tournaments of the season, it just dropped off for me. But, you know, sometimes things just aren't meant to be. It is what it is. Um, I've been doing this long enough to know you got to take the ups with the downs. And thankfully, in 10 years on the Elite Series, I've had a lot more ups than downs. And there's not a ton of guys that can say that. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still very blessed for sure. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Of course, you had to win at Pickwick uh, last season. And, uh, you know, and, and this year, like you say, you had made a move uh, at St. Clair where you finished eighth. And it's like, okay, here he comes. He's going to at least be comfortably into the classic. And, and you got through, you made the, you know, you made a check at, uh, um, you know, at Lake Champlain, but then it all went sideways for you at the St. Lawrence River. Did that surprise you? Is that a, is that a place that you've struggled in the past or is that a place where you've usually done pretty good? Because I know last year out of Clayton, you were, you know, 32nd or so. Yeah, I've, I love that place. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite places in Lake Champlain. I didn't have a good event there this year either, and that's actually my favorite fishery in the country. So to say I was disappointed in both of those is, would be an understatement, you know, but it was kind of one of those things in both of them. I got onto a deal in practice. It kind of lured me in, and then during the tournament, it just all fell apart, and I wasn't able to adjust, and that's the difference on the Elite Series between – a really high finish and a not so good finish. Well, especially at at uh, the St. Lawrence because I, I call that uh, restrictor plate fishing. You know what I mean, like NASCAR. You know, like a like a super yeah. speedway where you you come around one lap, you're you're in uh, you know first place. You go around the next lap, you come around and you're in twenty third place. Everybody's so bunched up, and that's how it is. It seems like at the St. Lawrence where literally you know if your average bass is four or five ounces different than somebody is on those uh, five and a half to six pounders. And it, it just 
it just changes and everybody is so bunched up and you can have these, you know, 21, 22 pounds, you know, a day, 18, 19, 20, 22, and you don't make the cut. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, you know, I think I finished 80th at the St. Lawrence River, which is a terrible tournament for me, no doubt. Looking back at my career, I don't have a whole lot of those. But I think I caught 18 pounds the first day and 19 and a half the second day, if I remember right, and I finished 80th. So that's just a testament to that fishery. Um, you know, and obviously I wasn't on that high grade of fish like everybody else was, even though I saw some of those in practice for whatever reason, you know, the wind changed a little bit and it just, it just didn't happen during the tournament for me. Yeah. And I don't want to dwell on the bad finishes, but the one that stunned me was the one in your own backyard. I mean, I mean, Wheeler, you, I, I, I think you stayed at home. I don't even know if you were, you, you went and stayed <laughs> over there. I mean, you're so close to Decatur out of Fayetteville, Tennessee yeah. down to Wheeler. It's, it's, it's a 20 minute ride or whatever it is for you. And to finish 86 there, when Wheeler is coming back, you know, it kind of seems like it's coming yeah. back a little bit. That was the stunner for me when I look at your season in review. Yeah, i got to be honest. I spent a lot of time over there. I've, I've fished Wheeler a few times over the years, but I spent a lot of time over there early spring last year, up into the spring, knowing that that tournament was going to be won on the Decatur Flats. I said, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to put my time in. I'm going to learn those flats. And I did. Um, problem was everybody else knew that was where that tournament was going to be won as well. First day, you know, every fisherman's got an excuse and it's going to sound like I'm making one too. But the first day I just got a bad boat number. By the time I got out there, I couldn't get on anything. I was, I was on all the right stuff. It just, it, it didn't work out. I didn't get in the right rotations and, um, you know, it, it's just the way the ball rolled in that event. Yeah, of course that was an open, uh, but there will mm-hmm. be uh, there will be an elite series event there this year as well. We'll get to the schedule in a minute. Any opens uh, on the on the on the agenda for you? Did you uh, did you enter any of these opens uh, in the southern part of the country, or what's your what's your plan open wise this year? I did. I, I've always uh, every year of my ten year career, I fished that southern division of the opens or the the closest to home division, and right. I did. I'm going to do that again this year. I think we're starting at Okeechobee. I think Hartwell in October. I believe is where we wrap up, and that second one, um, I can't remember right off the top of my head where it's at. But Santee Cooper, um, Santee Cooper, Santee Cooper. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, Santee Cooper. Yep. Yeah. So looking forward to those. Every one of those events should be great. You know, I, I love Hartwell. You opened up talking about it. Uh, Neil Young, or uh, yeah, Neil, Neil Paul, yeah, Neil Paul, Paul. yeah, Neil, Neil Paul. Paul. He's become a close friend. Um, great, great guy, and, and a great part of the country. I'm actually going to Anderson. Uh, here in a couple of weeks to do the Bass University, so looking forward to that. Yeah, no, it's it is beautiful over there, and that lake fish is big. I mean, it is it's amazing it all over that lake. Uh, you know, there's been a great success, and uh, some of the weights that are coming out of there have been tremendous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Big spotted bass, the largemouth have really made a comeback the past couple of years, so. Should be a good event for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. I kind of cherry pick, uh, you know, the, the the opens myself a little bit. I know that it's a different division, but I'm looking forward to Logan Martin. You know what I mean? Because that's that's a little closer to yeah. the house. So you know, I'll mix the. I'm going to skip the Santee Cooper and do the Logan Martin deal, and I certainly will go to Hartwell for sure. You know that that will be good as well. And uh, there's a lot coming up with this upcoming schedule. When we come back, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back with more with Brandon Lester. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule, and we're going to get a little bit of technique of the week out of him and and what you do with this cold weather because, you know, the, the fish are still going to eat, um, and I know the water temperatures are, are plummeting, and they're going to they're gonna bottom out here at some particular point in time, but we'll get his take on how to get after them when it gets like this at this time of year because some winter fishing can be outstanding. I mean, you know, you got a lot of the lake to yourself. Some of it can be very, very good. I've seen some incredible weights coming out of uh, places like Gunnersville and some other places here over the winter, so we'll do that with Brandon Lester. More with Brandon coming up next. This is Phoenix Boats Bad Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom 
Abraham, and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company, and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats, built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.store store. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama mortgage.com Welcome to Minnow King. How can I help you? Everything looks good. I'm friggin' starving, man. Been spawning all morning. Ugh, TMI, bro. What do you want? I'll take a Crush City Freeloader and Gizzard Shad. Anything to drink? Water. Pull ahead, please. Welcome to Minnow King. We're gonna have what he's had. Yeah, throw me in a Ned BLT, too. Pull ahead, please. Calm down, quit feeding so much. Hey, man, I'm trying to, man, if you, if you, if you overfeed him, he's going to hide under a log. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com. And start catching more fish. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Now, welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We are visiting with Brandon Lester. He is a Phoenix pro, uh, getting ready to take delivery on his 2024 Phoenix. He's been running them as long as I know. Hey, Brandon, you've been running them all 10 years in the Elite, haven't you? I sure have. Yeah, Phoenix is actually one of my very first sponsors when I started this. Yep. What is what? What model do you run? And are you running? Have you run the same model basically the whole time? I'm a PHX guy, uh, but what, what what model do you run? I have. I, I used to run the 920 Pro XP, and then a few years ago they came out with the 920 Elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm running the I'm running the 920 Elite. Now. Love that boat. Um, Love the hole, love the layout of it. You know, it's got the one big locker in the center with that bay box. Yeah. It took me a little bit of time to get used to that because coming out of the XP, it had two different right. boxes. Um, and I used to put hard baits in one and soft baits in another, but now I just put all my hard baits in that big locker, put my soft baits over in that bay box, and it works out really good. So, so I love you- the boat. Are you a soft bait in the in boxes guy, or do you 100% leave your soft baits in bags? Because I kind of go back and forth on that, and I, and I, and I don't know what I like better. But uh, do do you uh, do you like to leave the soft baits all in their bags? You know, I have tried about every way, and I think the best way for me is to leave them all in the orig- original package and just stuff them in some gallon-sized freezer Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with them. Uh, that that works the best for me. 
and and they go in the day box. Now, do you in the day box that we're, we're talking a little shop here with Phoenix boats, which the layout is unbelievable. I mean, you got these are boats by fishermen for fishermen. Um, now I have the last couple of years, I've actually taken the tray out of the day box to have a bigger you know box there. Do you do that or do you use the uh, the tray in the day box? I stuff the the gallon size Ziplocs down under the tray, and then I put what I'm going to use for that particular tournament or that particular day in that tray. And then also over there in the the big center box, you know, you've got the the big storage, the deep storage in the center. Yeah, that's where I stick my 3,700 boxes or whatever. And then along the sides, I'll line those two sides with the Ziploc bags of, of soft plastics as well. So it's yeah. all nice and neat. It's it works for me, and it's a good system. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a neat freak when it comes to organization, and and that's one of the things about this time of year. You know, spend a lot of time out there getting everything uh, organized and uh, and getting all the boxes organized. And of course, I'm doing it with the new Wrap Stack boxes from Rapala, one of my great sponsors. And these boxes are phenomenal, great price point, and uh, I got everything organized there. And and I keep changing it. You know that that that's the other thing. And the one one thing that is tough is to put it in that that one side locker uh, opposite the rod locker because you always have rods on top of the deck there and it kind of it's clunky sometimes to get in and out of there you know so a lot of guys will keep clothes and and extra things in there but not necessarily tackle because it's just hard to get in and out of that box. It is, yeah, and that's exactly what I do. I keep spare life vests in there, mm-hmm. um, just some knickknack tools and, and things that I might need, some just-in-case stuff, but I try not to keep stuff that I'm going to need every single day in that box because it is kind of hard to get to, especially when you get 15 or 20 rods uh, up on the deck for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Lester with us here. A little boat organization uh, tips there, which is uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, this upcoming season, great rhythm to it. Um, I know you wish you had that classic uh, in between, you know, the uh, the Texas run and the Florida run. But, man, I love the way this thing sets up with Toledo Bend and Lake Fork, bang, bang, right off the top like that. And then and then off to Florida after the classic for the Harris Chain and St. John's River, a little bit later than usual, Lake Murray, and then two in Alabama, not far from the house for you, Wheeler and and Smith Lake and then making the New York run to finish at Champlain and and the St. Lawrence River. I I really think they did a great job with this schedule. Yeah, I really like it. Um, you know, going to Texas at times that we have never been there, as far as I know, on the Elite Series. Um, going to Florida at times that I don't think we've ever been there. So it's going to be like going to a whole new fishery. You know, I, I certainly applaud Bass for that. It's something that I think a lot of us guys ask for. Um, just because going back to these same places at the same times of the year, even though they're some of the great fisheries in the world, it, it sort of gets redundant over time mm-hmm. to us and to the fans. So uh, I'm certainly looking forward to going at, at different times of the year. I think it'll be great for everybody, and it, the, the fishing should be great as well. I, I really think at Toledo Bend and Lake Fork, those fish are going to be fat, they're going to be big, and I think the weights are going to be really big. I really do. The, the Smith Lake in June is going to be interesting because Smith Lake in June, you could basically walk across that lake going, you know, uh, pontoon boat to pontoon boat. I mean, you know, that is a that is a uh, very much a recreational lake. So that's going to have different kind of challenges, I think, uh, for you guys based on just how much uh, pleasure craft uh, they'll be out there on the weekend, especially, well, even Friday, really, it's going to be, it's going to be that way. Yeah, one thing about fishing in Alabama, you've, certainly quickly start to realize that the weekend starts on friday not on mm-hmm. saturday um <laughs> friday saturday and, and sunday will be it'll be a little bumpy it's going to make the fishing uh interesting I've, I've heard some guys talking about it but the thing about it is it's the same for everybody so mm-hmm. you know it, it kind of is what it is it'll be interesting to see how those guys i mean I, I could really see a guy trying to run way up a river or way up a creek or something and try to get away from that and 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 do well you just never know you know where that would not be the norm any other time of the year but it, it very well could be a factor there so it'll be cool to see how that one plays out for sure brandon lesser here with us um all right so let's talk about attacking these wintertime fish uh now you know it it, it was a decent December, really, a lot of decent days in December. I don't think where the, where the temperatures didn't plummet too quickly, but we've had this real good cold snap now. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you're looking for. Are, are they have they gone deep again in your mind right now, or where where would you be starting in this uh, in this water, which has got to be high 40s, low 50s at the best right now? Yeah, I was actually out on Tim's Ford, the the guy that bought my boat this year. I took him out and, 
and was showing him everything about my boat and stuff. I was out there New Year's Day, uh, so Monday, and the water temperature was around 47, 48 okay. degrees. And, and I was just kind of showing him. I had two different active target setups uh, on my boat, and I was kind of showing him the difference between active target one active target too. So we were out in some of those creek channels looking at some bait fish and, and actually finding fish mixed in with those bait fish. And that's something when I get my new boat, that's something that I have not done on a lot of our lakes around here is fish out there for those fish. I've always known they lived out there, but now we have the technology to go find those. So that's something that I'm really, uh, it's got me intrigued right now. I'll be honest. Cause I'm finding those fish in 20 to 40 feet of water and up until now, I'll be honest with you, I've never fished over 20 feet deep, hardly in my life on Terry right. Ford Lake, and I've been fishing there forever. So, uh, And we caught some nice bass the other day. We caught a few strappers as well. There's strappers mixed right in there with the bass this time of year. So um, that that's pretty cool. But if you don't have forward-facing sonar, you know, I know that's not some people's thing. Hey, just go find you a bluff wall, tie you on a finesse jig, and go down that bluff wall with a finesse jig, and you'll you'll catch some fish. You know, that's the cool thing about this time of year. You can go throw a little Ned rig, uh, look for those 45-degree sloping banks, those steeper banks. That's what I like to target this time of year. And even a jerk bait and a crankbait can be good, especially if you get those cloudy and windy days when you think those fish will, will still be feeding. Yeah, and uh, what kind of water depth? I mean, you're still starting in relatively shallow water, shallow water when you do that and, and then working it back into the deeper water? Yeah, those bluffs, you, you don't want a straight-off bluff. You want one that's kind of got a stair step to it so you can cast right up on the bank and kind of work it down that stair step a little bit. So your boat may be sitting in 50, 60 feet of water, but you're casting up into, you know, a couple feet of water and working it down into maybe 15 or 20, and then you'll reel it back in and make another cast. Most of those fish are going to be in that 10 to 12-foot range, I'd say, somewhere right in there. Um, you know, even though the water is still in the high 40s, there's still a lot of fish in that 10-foot range for sure. Not all of them go deep. There's still some shallow. And if we get some rain and dirties up that water a little bit, there will be a lot more of them shallow. So always keep that in mind when it comes to, to wintertime fishing as well. Brandon Lester has been our guest. Brandon, always good to catch up with you. I will see you at Okeechobee. I'll be fishing that one as well and uh, kind of looking forward to it. hope we got some nice warm weather down there to take advantage of. Maybe spend a couple of extra days down there uh, before or after the tournament. And uh, we're wishing you the best of luck this season. I know it's going to be a big bounce back year for you, and, uh, and you'll be up there competing for AOIs again. All right, let me take a moment to tell you about the new line of plastics from Rapala, the Crush City Series that is absolutely taking the fishing world by storm. They were introduced at ICAST, but they've already accounted for hundreds of thousands of dollars from Rapala Pros in the developmental phase. Now, there is the Freeloader, which is a trailer that pairs perfectly with your favorite bladed jig, and the Mayor, which is a swim bait in two sizes that can be fished alone or as a swim jig or on a spinnerbait trailer. I'm a big fan of the smaller version on my spinnerbaits. The Cleanup Craw is exactly as it sounds. It's a creature bait in the crawfish family that will clean up for you, and the Bronco Bug is one of the most unique baits to come along in a while with these heavy appendages that kind of dolphin kick back and forth and it just drives bass wild. These Crest City products in some really amazing colors are available now at all your major outlets. Now remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's always just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Anglers page and you'll see Bassmaster Radio listed there. Finally, you can visit the SportsMap Radio podcast page at sportsmapradio.com forward slash podcast. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.